Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode number 106. You know, I've always been a uh, a fan of uh, Tony Hillerman's uh, books and novels. Um, Basically, you know, the two characters, Jim Chi and uh, Joe Leaporn, were both police officers with the Navajo Tribal Police. And through their ventures, not only did they solve crime, crime in really different ways that I guess most white people wouldn't understand, but in the stories, a lot of legends were um, brought out, Navajo legends. And one of the key characters in, in these legends were the uh, skinwalkers. Now, skinwalkers in the Navajo legend were, well, there were a couple different uh, varieties or, or origin points. Um, some believe that these were what we would consider witch doctors that could shapeshift or turn themselves into any type of animal species that lived in the local area, but predominantly they were wolves. Um, some describe them as physically, you know, some descriptions are of the Navajos or the person turning themselves, actually turning into a wolf. Others, um, indicate that they were wearing wolf skin. And these creatures would normally roam the desert landscape around the Hogans or canyons at nighttime. It doesn't necessarily mean it was a full moon. When I was doing some research on it, actually I was doing a little reading, watching some videos, you find that the shapeshifter, which is really mostly can be compared to the American version of a werewolf, um, it, appear, it appears not only in the southwest in the Navajo uh, tradition, but also... Uh, all the way up to the, uh, all the way up to Alaska, especially in the area of Sutki. Um, different names, obviously. Uh, up there, they have it as the Otterman, which is a kind of interesting creature. It was a um, combination between a an, a river otter and a human. Uh, I actually watched a, um, a do, not a documentary, but like a TV series, uh, Lost in Amer Alaska or Missing in uh, Alaska, and they, they just happened to, this happened to be one of the episodes, and you know, it was interesting, because like most of you know, you know, I base my, 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 my beliefs, or my opinions on, uh, thoughts, physical 
evidence. Um, and the interesting thing is, I mean, if you really think about it, the indigenous tribes in uh, Alaska, well, they're, they're considered Navajo, uh, not Navajo, but um, Eskimos. Um, they are essentially Native American indigenous people, like the whole United States uh, up until contact with European times was occupied by indigenous people. Now, the term indigenous is kind of a, I wouldn't consider it a very, very accurate term because indigenous means something that was naturally occurring in a specific geographical area. Uh, the Native American population in North America was not indigenous. They were the first arrivals, but they themselves were not indigenous. So the term indigenous is not really a mo more accurate word, but you know, I guess I guess for all intent and purposes, it, it'll suffice. Um, you know, it's kind of the only indigenous things in North America. You know, prior to about. 20,000 BC was nothing more than soil and ice, glaciers, soil, glacier cobbles. But with that being said, a lot of these, these myths, you know, the interesting things about these myths or legends or whatever one wants to consider them, you know, I, I did... I did a lot of research on them, and you know, my book, um, Creatures of Folklore, Fact or Fiction, we went over a lot of these things. Um, you have to remember the psychological um, impact on people living in remote areas. Uh, like I said, there is always room a romanticism with people con considering, you know, correlating with scary things. It's just as, as humans, we have this need to want to scare ourselves. I don't know why, but we, we do. Um, just like every time a horror movie comes on TV, we all sit down and watch it. We scare the hell out of ourselves. And, you know, we like to do that. Why? I don't know. And then, we, then you know, we are the same people that like to scare ourselves in a living room, drinking soda and eating popcorn and screaming like nuts. And then we, when we go out into the woods the lights go off, we scare the crap out of ourselves. Um, it's kind of a really weird turn of events. But in the Otterman case, um, it was interesting because there were there were two uh, two cases that they that they had um, brought up. The the, the 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 really the most uh, the most uh, the one that stood out in my mind the most was a, uh, a village up there that uh, it was claimed that the Ottoman had uh, caused some type of uh, landslide that killed, I think the estimated population at that time of the village was probably um, 500, 
It was a fishing village. Uh, you know, let's face it, folks. Not, nothing. There's no creature that's going to create a mudslide or a landslide that's going to take out 500 people. I mean, a, a geographical event shift of, ton, of tectonic plates, glacial movement, you know, natural erosion. Yeah, that could wipe out a village. But could a creature do that? No. You know, um, it's interesting because it's claimed that the Otterman can turn into, a sh he's a shapeshifter, basically. He can turn into your friend, somebody you know, and he attempts to lure you into the woods or in, into down by bodies of water and attempt to basically steal your soul, turn you into an otterman. Well, I can see the origin point of that in a, in a way. For people that haven't had any experience with otters, and I, and I did back in the, um, I want to say it was the mid to late 80s possibly, uh, I, I had uh, worked as a uh, personal security guard for a uh, very, very rich individual who owned a large um, piece of property. And on his property, he had large streams uh, built, and they were continuously stocked with large trout because and it was a big piece of property. He liked he liked to fish, um, but within this large population of trout um, came natural predators. You know, you had the raccoons, you had, um, you know, you had coyotes up there, you had uh, hawks, and I don't know if there were eagles up there at the time. We, we do have them now in Connecticut, but I don't know if the population was that extensive at that time. But there were a lot of natural predators there. And one of the most vicious of all was the otter. I have never seen an animal that was so vicious. You can consider it a small wolverine. Well, they, though they look like you can pick them up and pet them, That would, is probably not, is probably not um, what you would want to be doing with these things. They are vicious. They're, they're, they have sharp claws. They have teeth. They rip through fish like it's no tomorrow. And they have this indefinite appetite for meat. So with that being said, um, I could see how someone could come up with a mythological creature with these things. And then once again, like I said, people that are living out in remote areas um, are more prone to be suspicious of things that are unknown. 
But you know what I did notice, and I got you know I'm always throwing stones out there like this thing out, out when we were talking about the Navajos and the Skinwalkers. Uh, you know, it was wasn't really uh, Skinwalkers weren't really popular until Tony Hillerman came out, um, and through the adventures of you know Jim Chi and um, Joe Leaphorn, you know, Skinwalkers were always brought into it. Uh, People of Darkness was uh, one, of, one of the, you know, he had a lot of good books. But that was the first one I think I read. Um, a couple years after, uh, Skinwalkers became popular. Now, we have Skinwalker Ranch, okay? And, of course, who's involved in Skinwalker Ranch? My two favorite car salesmen, uh, uh, George Knapp and uh, Jeremy Corbell. Um, you know, Jesus they must be making a lot of money because, you know, I, I don't get it. But so, but what you notice, even like this missing in Alaska, is you get these nuts out there, right? You got a cameraman following, and every noise, oh, what's that? What's this? They're naturally occurring noises. That's what the freaking is. Oh my God, what was that? It moved. It moved. You know, listen. I, I, it actually insults my intelligence to watch shit like that. So. You know, with that being said, it's like, oh, what's that? What's this? And you notice they never find anything. Why is that? You know why, baby? Because there's nothing there to find. Okay? Hocus pocus, witchery does not exist. You know, I don't know what your thought of paranormal stuff is, but because it makes a bang in the night does not mean it's paranormal. Because it screeches, it's more than likely an animal. If it's a light in the sky and it moves, we call them airplanes, meteors, you know, shit like that. Just saying. So, Skinwalker Ranch, another one. You know, just like the, uh, what is that other freaking uh, movie? Uh, Oak Island, you know. You know, you, you've been digging, you know what, you're going to dig yourself the, your own San Andreas Fault, you know. You're digging so many holes on that island, one day you're just fucking these going to sink to the bottom. Um. In a couple hundred years, I'll be looking for you. But, you know, so talking about shapeshifters, and like I said, most of the animals, they, they turn into, you know, most popular is a wolf. They all always have werewolf-like features. You know, they're tall, bipedal on two feet, uh, snout teeth, pointy ears, hairy face, you know, that kind of Ron Chaney shit. Um and let's, let's look at, let's, let's go back to the American version of it, or the European version of, you know, let's see, what was the first one? Um, the Wolfman, okay, played by Lon Chaney back in the 40s. Actually, he played it a couple of times. Um, the original attacks in London were, to, were believed to be a werewolf. Well, the fact is, they weren't werewolves. Back in the days, especially in the 1800s, people, especially people with a lot of money, like like these exotic animals. So what did they what did they do? A very popular exotic animal at the time were hyenas. Well, for you that don't know much about hyenas, they are one of the most deadliest carnivorous animals there are. They will eat anything, attack anything. Yeah, sure they look cute, these little puppies and this and that. Just because they're at your house and, 
and you attempt to domesticate them, don't re realize these are these are wild animals. They are not they are not the cute little animals you think they are. They are very dangerous, especially hyenas. They are exceptionally powerful, exceptionally fast. So what happens with the, the killings in London in the 1800s? It just happened to be a full moon when this happened. But they were attacked by a hyena. You know, some people, well, you know, there were multiple people murdered. Yeah, well, you, you think an animal like that is going to stop at one, you know, killing one person? There's no way you're going to overpower them. They're too fast, they're too strong. And they do eat human meat. They eat meat, they eat protein, that's what they do. They're animals. Um, and there is no differentiation between you or an, uh, an animal to them. You're, you're a walking TV dinner. So let's talk about some of the, the, um, things that surround werewolves. Okay. The silver bullet. Well, I'm not sure where the silver came, came into it, where the, the, that part came into, but silver is an exceptionally heavy metal. Uh, when you cast it into a bullet head for a normal handgun, the weight of the bullet is so heavy that if you take a paper pie plate or a dish, paper dish, and you put it at a, a distance of about 25 feet, because of the weight of the bullet, regardless of how much powder is behind it, is so unstable that you are very unlikely to hit anything with it. Not even the paper plate at 25 feet. So, how a person that is going to take a silver bullet and hit something moving at a very rapid pace, not plausible. It's probably not going to happen. Um... But if you really read into Legend of Werewolf, a lead bullet will kill a werewolf. Any bullet will kill a werewolf, so it doesn't have to be a silver bullet. Second, what turns a, a werewolf into a werewolf? Well, a full moon. And what is a full moon? A full moon is 12% of reflected light, 12% of a reflective sunlight. Sun, sunlight hits the moon, moon brightens up, 12% reflects back down to the earth, uh, you know, Ron Chaney gets hairy, and goes out and kills everybody. All well and good in the movies, but theoretically speaking, at 12% ambient sunlight will turn somebody into a werewolf. Then during the daylight, werewolves should be running around all over the place because you're up to 80% reflective ambient sunlight. So we should have werewolf little eddy monsters running all over the place, but we don't. Not to not to want to destroy your your hopes and dreams of seeing a werewolf, but but you're not gonna see a werewolf. Because if there were werewolves, the, 
during the daylight, they'd be running all over the place, biting people on the ankles, you know, people would be walking around on leashes and shit. Um, so, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch, like I said, you know, and now they have some other damn one out, somebody else's ranch now. You know, it just goes into, it just falls into my my thought process of people just like scaring the shit out of themselves. They find these remote areas and all kind of boogeymen come out, paranormal activity, yada, 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 yada. What has any of them found yet? You know what they found? Close your eyes, what do you see? Nothing. But let's get back to the skinwalkers. So we have the Otterman. You know, uh, the Otterman also steals, steals people uh, children. I've listened to, I actually listened to one, one, an interview with a guy that was online and you could tell by looking, by watching the facial features of sentence structures that this man, younger guy, probably late twenties, early thirties, truly believed what he saw was a Otterman. You know, he honestly believed that's what he saw. You know, you could tell when people are not telling you the truth. They, you know, their facial facial gestures or body movement doesn't correlate with the things they're talking about, and the sentence structure is only half finished. It's you know, it's um, it, you could tell when there's omission, of crimes, uh, not crimes, omission of facts, omissions of certain details, or there's inclusions of things that. What I call uh, statements that bolster, bolster other statements, or bolster the topic, or bolster whatever it is. It's bolstering. You know, it's kind of like a, and I'm going to keep throwing it out there. It's like, it's like um, George Knapp, George Neary, uh, Jeremy Corbell, David Pilatus. They are car salesmen because everything they say, every sentence that comes out of their mouth is bolstered. It, there's inclusion of facts that aren't real. There are their sentences are short to cut off pertinent facts. Their statements are misleading in an attempt to direct you as the listener into a into uh, a position where they want you to be, into a thought process where they want you to be. You know so. There you go. Another another one to throw in there is uh, Rob Lazard. Throw him in there with you. Get the, another another car salesman. Not even a good car salesman. Only for the people that have nothing else to do but believe stuff like that. But yeah, so the the, the skin walker werewolf Ogerman, uh, they, they're all really they're all the same. There's not much difference in them. Uh, you know the names the names change depending on what culture it is, what social group, you know, uh, what geographical area. But if you'll notice, unlike the werewolf of, uh, European werewolf or werewolf of London, as I call them, um, full, full moon really doesn't have, have anything to do with it. In the Ottoman case, there was no reference to moon. Uh, Navajo skinwalkers, 
But you know what? Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. You'll, you'll notice a, uh, in most traditional Navajo um, houses, because uh, I was down there for quite a while uh, in that area, they will have what they call, um, American term for it is a, uh, a ghost lamp, ghost light, witch light out in front of the house because it believes that it, um, it attracts the evil spirits. Uh, the one, a couple interesting facts about that, um, in traditional Navajo culture, culture, uh, a dead person, um, our shoe, their shoes are put on in the opposite direction so that the chindi or ghost, their ghost, will uh, get confused and basically run around in circles. Um, their ideology on death is that when a person dies, the only thing that remains is the bad part, part of the person. Um, which they refer to as the chindi. Um, very, very traditional people. Uh, a lot of superstition down there. And just to throw a plug in there, I know Tony Hillerman died back in uh, 2018, but his daughter uh, Ann Hillerman is now uh, putting out... Uh, Ser- uh, novels or book series with uh, with his two characters. Actually, there's a another character that was added into the into it. Actually, maybe there's two or three. Uh, they're good reads. I have to pick up a couple because I'm so far behind in my 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 life being able to study because I, I I'm at work a lot. But um, so you never know. Maybe one day when you're walking out in the, walking or running down a long, lonely street, you know, like you do sometimes, you're walking in the woods, you by yourself, maybe just you and a friend, and you hear some idiot behind you go, what's that? Did you see that? That was probably... That was probably George Norrie or Jeremy Corbell. <laughs> I got I to throw rocks at these people. Oh, my God. It's just such a waste of time. Um, but we find ourselves, like I said, think about it. How, how traditionally... In our culture, how how do we like to scare ourselves? You know what scares us the most? And people, and I love these people that always say, I want to be alone. Very, that's a very weird ideology. You want to be alone. What the hell fun is being alone? Especially if you're out in the woods at night by yourself. You're walking in the dark by yourself. Do you really want to be alone? You go, what if? Let's just say, what if? What if the story of the Skinwalker is true? 
What if the story of vampires and werewolves are true? What if the story of the Otterman is true? So the next time you're out there running in a dark, running on a dirt path where there's nobody around for miles, walking on that road where there's nobody around for miles, I mean, you know, these are the same the same places that are usually associated with serial killers. But besides that, um, just think about it. Who is following you? Is it a serial killer? Is it a shapeshifter? Is it a werewolf? I don't know. That's something you have to figure out. That's not for me to figure out. I just hope you don't figure it out when you turn around the corner and there's somebody standing there. Or better yet, something standing there. I'm Mike Bouchard. I am the host of the Night Stalker Podcast. This is episode 106, and we will see you shortly.